Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. And it is uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock, and I'm still. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm a little late to the party here, trying to put everything together. Uh, I'm trying something different today, and uh, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't work, Brian. It just didn't work. What are you doing in there? Well, I was. Um, instead of using the big desktops, yeah, I decided I would use my laptop, and um, well, it's it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. Not working the way I thought it would. Oh, nay, nay, Perlene, it is not. Anyway, uh, listen, uh, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us, and she has uh, about uh, 90 minutes to get here. 10.30, she'll be on board. Why struggle to lose weight? The new drug that everyone, even Elon, is apparently using. Uh, Then McCarthy gives Fox News uh, Tucker Carlson access to the January 6th Capitol surveillance footage. Florida man found breathing after two paramedics declared him dead and left the scene. Uh, Alec Baldwin sees one of his charges dropped in the Rust shooting. Housekeeper's husband arrested in the shooting death of a Los Angeles bishop. We talked briefly about the uh, the shooting yesterday. There's been a lot of violence against the Catholic Church, uh, uh, and I suspect it has a lot to do with uh, the reversal of Roe v. Wade. But this case uh, doesn't appear to be about that. Uh, Biden showed up in the Ukraine. Um, you know what, Brian? When he when he went to Ukraine, he went through Poland. Does does East Palestine, Ohio, uh, is that like on the route? Is that no? He didn't uh, happen to make it there yesterday. No, Ukraine was first on the list. You know, oh, your priorities, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Don Lemon uh, is going to take some formal training after his talk uh, uh, about uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, and those are just some of the things that are on the table over the course of the uh, next three hours. Uh, 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. All right, so everybody is, uh, especially the Republicans, are making a big thing about uh, Biden not going to East Palestine, Ohio, the scene of this uh, train wreck uh, with all the d- deadly chemicals. <laughs> if I were him, I'd want to avoid those, too. But uh, he does uh, show up um, in Ukraine. And and so I want to cover some of this. And some of you are probably not going to like what I have to say. But if I were the president, and, and I watch this unfold every time there's a natural disaster. If it's a hurricane, if it's a flood, if it's a fire, uh, no matter what the tumult, presidents go to those areas hold a press conference, maybe swing a shovel for a minute, and then they leave. And everybody seems to think that's very important. They they seem to be of the impression that that somehow that's showing that they care. I don't know. <clears throat> I, um, I don't think so. If, if, in the midst of all the tumult, the last thing I would want is for the Secret Service to come down there and interrupt everything. Now, I'm not sure that's the case here in, uh, in, in Ohio. But I don't think presidents 
should go to the scene of disasters. If a president wants to express concern, condolences, um, do it from the White House. They're just, it's just, you know, they make it sound like it's such a big deal. Oh, the president came down there. Or the president didn't go down there. Don't go down there. It's an interruption. People are up to their derrieres trying to get their lives back in order. And the Secret Service comes down there and clears a path. Everything stops. Everybody has to clear away. It just it just interrupts everything. So I'm not disappointed that he didn't go. It would be fine if he, um, you know, came out and, and made a statement about the tragedy and all that. But going to the scene doesn't make sense. So instead, he goes to Ukraine. And he doesn't belong in the Ukraine either. And what's with this air raid siren? Did you hear what he did? I heard that an air raid siren went off and I immediately thought, ah, that's probably staged. Yeah. CNN reporter. And they hadn't, there was no attack. There was no nothing. Yeah. They just, you know, sounded the siren to make it so, look, like, like look Joe Biden. commander in chief. Yeah, look how brave he As is. we're under attack. Yes, he didn't care. He walked out into the plaza anyway. <laughs> he is nothing but testicular fortitude. It's fake. It's phony. It's just like everything in politics, especially on the left. Remember when, when Bill Clinton walked along the beach and found those yes. stones? and made? I mean, for crying out loud, what a bunch of phonies. But on the upside, he took money out of your pocket and gave it to Ukraine. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Such I mean, a great guy. Yeah, you might not have done it on your own, so That's he did true, it yeah. for you. Probably wouldn't have. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your kids will pay <laughs> for his generosity. That's that's such a great deal. I I love the way we do that. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Time for us to do a uh, lightning survey. We haven't done one of these in a while, and it deals with Ukraine. Because we have given them tens of billions of your dollars. Many of you didn't ask to send it there. I'm not particularly fond of Ukraine. I think they're marginally better than Russia, but... I wouldn't have sent them any money. Is China jumping into this thing now? Well, there is a fear that China will help underwrite the war for Russia by oh, giving them arms. Be and, good. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be us against uh, oh boy, China and uh, and Russia. My question to you is: Are you in favor of continuing to support Ukraine? Are you in favor of continuing to support Ukraine? 874-9390-800-529-5572. And, and make a distinction if you want your country to support Ukraine or if you want to support Ukraine. Because I don't want the country to get any more involved. Were it up to me, they wouldn't have gotten involved at all in the first place. It's just its just not our war. Uh, as I've said repeatedly, Europe should be handling this. It is a problem for Europe, 
not the United States. My opinion. You can differ on that, and I would be curious to see what you think. Uh, by the way, you can also uh, head over to GaryNolan.com, and you can uh, send a message there and let me know what you think. Uh, before I go to the phones, Mr. Hansen, I always give you the benefit of the uh, first response. Should the government be sending money to Ukraine? Um, you know, I'm kind of mixed on this. I w don't have too much of a problem with helping Ukraine, but I just, I see an endless supply of cash coming out of yours in my pocket. I, I would continue to support this if these, uh, this money that we're giving them were loans instead of gifts. All right. Uh, all right. So we do. You know, is that, is that stupid? Or? No, no. I, it, it's, it's, um, perfectly understandable. I, I, but I disagree. I don't think the federal government should be loaning the money or giving the money that doesn't belong to, to the federal government. It belongs to us. I don't think they have the right to do any of that. Um, 874-9390, toll free is 800-529-5572. And in a minute, I'm going to find the cursor. I did it. And then I'm going to go talk with John. Uh, that's not working. Let me do it this way. I'll do it manually. I'll show you. John, good morning. How are you? Good. So should we continue to support Ukraine? No, we should not. It is Europe's problem. We've done all we can do. And I think they're taking advantage of us. Ukraine is. So you're not happy the president showed up there yesterday with uh, several more <laughs> hundreds of millions of your dollars, huh? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, would you send them money personally? If the federal government didn't get involved and uh, the government of Ukraine or the people of Ukraine started running ads and the news was running stories about what's going on over there uh, and asking for donations, would you donate? Originally, yes. But since the government's already given them all my tax money, no. <laughs> That's too late now. They've got it all, huh? All right. Yeah. All right. John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Bill, good morning. How are you? No, we got to get out of this, man, because all we're in the all we're doing right now is fighting the proxy war against Russia and China. And it's going to blow up. It's going to escalate, especially if China gets in there knee deep with their weaponry. Um, you know, you remember Biden said initially that we weren't going to give them tanks. And now they're after aircrafts on top of that. So, I mean, it's it's a proxy war and Ukraine right now is the battlefield. But Poland has every right to be nervous about this. I got family over in Poland right now working for Lockheed Martin, and, and they don't know what to do, whether to come home or or whatever. But it, it's a bad situation. It's just only going to escalate, particularly when China gets involved in there. So do you think uh, would, do you think you would send them money personally? Uh, no, honestly, because I can't even afford to pay the school taxes that they dumped on me right now. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I will tell you something right now. A lot of people are going to disagree with me. I, I kind of believe some of what Putin's uh, saying with, uh, you know, they have to defend themselves because NATO moved closer to them instead of them moving closer to NATO. And they're just trying to, you know, protect their sovereign territory. How would Americans feel? Well, I mean, go back to uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know, look, Russia was trying to plant a flag in Cuba, and, or did plant a flag in Cuba, and that threw us up an arm. So what if Russia or China decided to buy Canada? You know, how would we feel about that? 
So yeah. I mean, Putin I kind of understand. I kind of understand Putin's idea, uh, as crazy as it sounds, that he was just protecting his borders because NATO actually moved closer to him instead of the other way around. Yeah, you're uh, you're right on every count. Europe's right. it's Europe's problem, not ours. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, I got to run. Thank you for the call, Bill. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. Good morning. It is uh, 23 minutes after 9 o'clock. Jennifer Bukowski, brilliant criminal defense attorney. Uh, she's going to be with us a little bit later on, about ten, about an hour from now, an hour and 10 minutes, 1030. Um, why struggle with weight, she writes. The new drug that everyone, even Elon Musk, is apparently using. Also, uh, the uh, housekeeper's husband arrested in the shooting death of uh, the bishop in Los Angeles. And Don Lemon in the news. All coming up. Uh, in the meantime, we're talking about, if you just turned the radio on, what's going on uh, in Ukraine and how the president keeps throwing money at Ukraine and all, all kinds of arms and ammunition. Uh, you know, are you still in favor of supporting Ukraine? Are you, do you think he's doing the right thing? Is sending that money there something that you agree and approve of? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Brian says maybe you could loan them the money, but I don't see where anybody so far has said, yeah, this is a great idea. We really got to we really gotta give uh, Ukraine whatever they need. Um, Heck, we're paying for government pensions for Ukrainians now. And yes. Social programs, and it's like, you know what, this has got to stop. Uh, so, I mean, if, if these countries need help... We can help them, but we can't afford it. That's the that's a real problem, aside from the entanglements that we've been admonished not to get involved in. Uh, Eric says, uh, no, we should not be giving money to fight the war in Ukraine. We have given money, tanks, arms, etc. Be careful, people. You are going to wake up one morning and there will be troops on the ground. The more you give, the larger the price tag. Let's get uh, Roy on the line. Roy, good morning. How are you? Absolutely not. And I'm fine. <laughs> well, you know. That was quick. I wish you would just come right. Don't sugarcoat <laughs> it. Because uh, people want to know what you think. I'm diabetic. I can't sugarcoat anything. It's not possible. <laughs> no, I, I will trade with Chinese, but I will not trade. I, I would trade with anybody. But giving, that's just the other side of war. Because they're fighting somebody, and you're sponsoring a war. Yep. Yep. No good. You create an enemy, one way or the other. All right, what, Roy. What is, it, what is Ukraine giving us except Biden? <laughs> well, Hunter is real excited about Ukraine. Yeah, uh, he's going to ask Dad to pick up the check. He doesn't have to. Uh, Burisma picked up the check. Ah, uh, okay. Roy, All thank right. you. Take care, buddy. Glad mm -hmm. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Tricia? Keep sending arms and ammunition? Support the little guy? Hell no. But the, uh, on a different vein, but locally here in town, um, maybe you all can check into it, but there was reported a chartered bus from either Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas, that dropped off a charter bus load of homeless people because we had better facilities here in Columbia than they did in that town and there's also <laughs> some extra building going on out at the uh, old vfw place that they want to put their homeless people kind of out of sight and away from downtown 
But the senior center already has enough problems with homeless people coming in, threatening to shoot all us SOBs. We've had to call the police to the parking lot and to the building, and now they're going to put a whole bunch of them out there to harass the senior centers. Gotta love the Democrats. Boy, they they fix everything. All right, uh, Trish, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let's get John in here. Is anybody, nobody is supporting them? No, I don't think we've had any. Uh, Is it just, maybe it's just us. Maybe it should be, you know, because we're hanging around with the same kind of people we are. (laughs) Uh, John, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. I would not have been involved in this in the first place. Uh, we started this problem by saying we'd support uh, Ukraine going into uh, the NATO alliance. And uh, I don't think we should have been putting dime one into it. It's just a proxy war. That it is. And it could get much bigger when China steps in uh, yes. to help Putin. <laughs> then it's going to get really ugly. All right, uh, John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We'll just we'll wrap this up here in a couple seconds, and we've got to move on because there's so much more in the news today. Tom, good morning. Keep going or stop supporting? Good morning. Uh, I wouldn't give them a dime only because there's no accountability. I would want accountability every time we give them anything, and I'd want it in a public way for everyone to be able to see because as it is, this is just one more opportunity for uh, some people to steal us blind. Now, with regard to what a previous caller said, and he used the example of Cuba taking a position of understanding what Putin must be thinking, let's not forget that Putin was the aggressor in in Crimea. There was no talk uh, or fear on his part that Crimea was going to become a part of NATO to to any large extent. He was the aggressor then. He's also gone on uh, publicly stated that he would like to reconstitute the Soviet Union. So that's all the aggression that I mean we're seeing aggression. Uh, so we're in a we're in a hell of a mess. We we have no responsibility or uh, accountability on where the money's going, and yet there needs to be uh, done something against uh, Putin. And the the saddest thing about the whole thing, he's already committed war crimes. Now, to my understanding, to be held responsible for that, the outcome of a war, that person in this case, Putin, would have to lose the war to suffer the consequences of of um, war crimes yeah. if he negotiates the settlement forget it he he he, he, he skates yeah thank I'm, you so much all right thank you for the call i'm not sure um how you can defeat russia you can hold them off but i don't know how you defeat them if you're not if you're not attacking russia and you're strictly on defense because even even when ukraine attacks the Russians in Ukraine, they're still on defense. They're trying to take their property back. They're trying to get their land back, but they're not going into Russia. How do you stop them if you don't go to war with them? I don't see how Ukraine wins this thing unless eventually they topple Putin. All right, she's a stripper and she is suing. Does she have a case? That's next on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show.
Hey, it is uh, 935. Glad to have you with us. She's a stripper, and she is suing. She is. Well, she feels like she's been wronged. Apparently, and it's a, it's a high-class joint, allegedly, in uh, Manhattan. Um, she uh, worked at a, a strip club, and apparently they expected her to do more than just strip. So she, it, it was. It's called the Sapphire Gentlemen's Club, uh, and uh, she's alleging that it's uh, kind of like a brothel, fueled by greed and unseemly promise of making every man's fantasies come true. Sapphire New York uh, created and sustained a toxic work environment where Sapphire dancers were coerced into servicing patrons. With any sexual act the customer desired for a price. This is the lawsuit the stripper is filing. Uh, and because greed inevitably leads to more deplorable behavior, the prostitution ring de uh, uh, defendants uh, created was a catalyst for a vast array of other unlawful acts. The party atmosphere, the flashing lights, the loud music hit a work environment that was hostile and toxic. Uh, dancers who complained about the conditions were subjected to retaliation that resulted in lost wages and harassment, according to court documents. The club and its owners committed wage violations by classifying workers as independent contractors and cheated dancers by using pay-to-play policies, kickback schemes, and theft of tips. Now, some of this, you know, like stealing the tips or... Uh, you know, something along those lines. Uh, certainly, you get to prosecute. You go. You can go to the prosecutor and say, you know, this is theft. Your job is to protect me and protect my rights. I worked. I should have gotten paid. So I understand that. But they're saying that dancers who refused to participate in prostitution saw their earnings drop uh, from two thousand dollars a night to a couple of hundred dollars. And uh, defendants uh, created and perpetrated a work culture where a customer's violent behavior was actually tolerated. In doing so, the defendants sent a message that Sapphire's singular agenda was at all times to maximize profits, irrespective of the law. But they're suing for more than that. They're suing because apparently their, you know, mental suffering... According to the lawsuit, managers at the club controlled private rooms where dancers generally make more money. There, customers allegedly uh, advised they could get anything they wanted often without the dancer's knowledge or consent. Sometimes the extra service included cocaine and condoms. The plaintiffs are seeking $10 million for comp uh, compensatory damages due to emotional, physical, and professional trauma. And another $15 million in punitive damages. So the question is, do they have a lawsuit? Well, you could sue anything. You can, anybody could sue anybody. It's, it certainly can. Uh, there's nothing to stop that from happening. But if you went to work at a place where you felt all this mental anguish, wouldn't you just quit? Wouldn't you just walk away? Why would you stay? Hosts at a popular Manhattan strip joint were nothing more than pimps um, who uh, forced the club's 
exotic dancers into a prostitution ring while cheating them out of their wages and uh, punishing them for complaining. Well, wait a minute. If they're stealing from you, if they're really stealing from you, you call the local law enforcement. But if you feel all this mental anguish, just quit. Can they sue for the mental anguish of being asked to perform? Well, I, I guess the only way to phrase it is uh, sexual favors for the clientele. Can they sue for that? 874-9390-800-529-5572. I would argue no. They should, well, they can sue. I won't, I won't argue. I, I would argue they, they should not prevail. They should not prevail. You want to sue uh, because of mental anguish? Why didn't you quit? As soon as you saw what was going on, why didn't you quit? If it's a matter of theft, prosecute. Call the prosecutor's office, call the police, do what you have to do. Make your case that they are stealing from you and have them prosecuted for it. That makes sense. But you're in an environment where you're taking off all your clothes in front of a bunch of men... And you find out that they want you to do more than that. Why don't you walk away from that and save yourself the mental anguish? Am I wrong? 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. And don't get me wrong, it's not that I'm promoting that business model. Certainly I'm not. But if... If this is what they want, and this is not what you want to do, then don't you just walk away? How, are you, how is it that you stay there for a year or two and then complain about the mental anguish and the mental pain and sue for compensation? I don't... I would I would throw this out if I were a judge I would throw this out of court so fast that it would make your head spin. I mean I would I would not let this happen. Two former dancers, Margaret O'Sullivan, Stephanie Cruel, say in a complaint filed in the Manhattan Supreme Court that their bosses at this gentlemen's club were more like brothel managers who coerced strippers to perform sex acts on patrons. Well, they ignored sexual and physical assaults. Leave. Quit. It, 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 it doesn't make sense that you would stick around and then complain it was a toxic work environment. 874 would 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 you sue if it were you? I, would you think if you were the judge that this was a case to be made? Toxic work environment. Well, then go away. Get out of there. I mean, I've seen lawsuits um, 
where somebody, uh, some some woman, uh, some woman was complaining because uh, she's working in a garage somewhere, and the guys have foldouts from Playboy magazine on the wall. Anybody who's ever worked in a garage 25, 30 years ago, you saw this all the time. They're, they always had them in there because they're what guys do. And they say, well, you got to take those down. I find them offensive. What they should have said was, tough luck. This is what the guys do. If you don't like the work environment, go somewhere else. Or learn to put up with it. And I think this is very much the same thing. All right, let me go to the phones and see what people are thinking. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com and uh, send me a message, and it will pop up right here in studio. No cookies, no advertising. You don't even have to sign up for anything. We just let you in. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, you know what? Let me get the phone calls first. Let's start with Donna. Donna, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm doing great. How are you? Um, so if you were in a work environment that you thought was toxic, would you just walk away and go find another job somewhere? Or would you put up with it and then say, oh, the mental anguish and sue them? No, I got into a situation years and years ago. And a very wise friend of mine from Ohio told me, if you stay in the situation, you must like it. And it opened my eyes and I got out of that situation. Same thing there. They must like it if they're going to stay in it. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I... Kind of cold, but it's the truth. If you're going to stay in it, you must like it. Yeah, just go somewhere else. That's That makes That's sense right. to me. All right, Donna, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, so I got a, a message here on a topic that we were talking about earlier with Ukraine. It says, good morning, can you define proxy war? Just trying to educate myself, and no, I would not support Ukraine. I have my own bills to pay and struggle to do that. Proxy war. All right, we've 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 done this many times, and I'll just very quickly uh, give you the rundown. Russia is fighting Ukraine. If Ukraine left was left to its own means, Russia would have taken it over by now. But they are not left to their own means. We're actually fighting the war. We're, pro- we're providing all the machinery, all of the money, all of the everything, the training. Um, so it's really the United States fighting Russia. But it's indirect. We're giving everything to Ukraine to fight Russia. So they are our proxy. It's not like we're directly fighting Russia. We're supporting the country that is fighting Russia. They are our proxy. It's a proxy war. That's what's meant by uh, by that. Uh, let's see. Professional trauma holding on to both armrests so I don't fall out of the chair laughing. <laughs> Talking about uh, the... Uh, the ladies in the strip club. Uh, what kind of workplace environment were the strippers expecting, uh, writes Keith. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, obvious that it's going to involve uh, a sex. It's it's a strip club. Uh, some other kids, I don't know. Coming up about uh, 45 minutes from now, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be on board. Don Lemon is going to be forced to take formal training. 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, because of what you had to say about Nikki Haley. The old gal, Nikki Haley. You remember her, don't you, Brian? The old, I do, yeah. yeah. She, She's the, way past her prime. Over the hill and way yeah. down underneath. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 9.52 on the Gary Nolan Show. Immigration. I am really uh, kind of sick and tired of watching Fox News talk about the border. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I entirely disagree with them. I, I don't uh, entirely disagree with them. We ought to know who's coming in. We ought to have a front door. It ought to be open. And we ought to let anybody in that isn't a threat to the Republic. But the Republicans don't want that. We've got this uh, mentality on the right that says, well, you know, if you've got a Ph.D. in something, uh, a master's degree, uh, you've got a rare skill, you can come in. If your life is being threatened in your home country, you can come in. You want to come here and get a better job and lead a better life? Well, <laughs> get in line. And that is not what the Founding Fathers envisioned. And I always hear from the Republicans how they love the Constitution and they think we should support it. But they don't. Now, the Democrats have a, a different policy and a whole different reason for their attitude. Democrats think, bring in as many people as we can, put them on the government dole, and they'll vote Democrat and we'll win political races. I think their their position is right for the wrong reasons. And I think the way they're they're you know the way they're carrying this stuff out, it's it's going to hurt us in the long run. Reason magazine writes the founding fathers turned to questions of citizenship and naturalization. Soon after the revolution was won, during the Constitutional Convention of 1787, delegates worried that overly harsh barriers to citizenship could prevent deserving immigrants from coming to the nation. Governor Morris had proposed an amendment that would require someone to have a citizen, to have been a citizen for 14 years before being able to serve as a senator. It sparked vigorous debate. James Madison said he could never agree to the amendment since it would give a tincture of illiberal, uh, illiberality to the Constitution and discourage the most desirable class of people from immigrating to the United States. James Wilson himself, uh, a non-native, lamented that he might be incapacitated from holding a place under the very Constitution which he had shared in the trust of making. The delegates eventually adopted a nine-year minimum as their standard. When Congress addressed naturalization in 1790, it established what the Cato Institute uh, has called the most open naturalization laws in the world at the time. This is what they wanted. They wanted people to show up. They wanted people to come here, to go to work here. That's the way the system worked. That's what made us the great melting pot. And that's what we have been literally been bombarded with the wrong messages over for the last several years. We had the most open naturalization law in the world at the time. 
The Naturalization Act of 1790 was imperfect by today's standards. It did not offer citizenship to Native Americans, indentured servants, or free black people, but it provided a straightforward, relatively open pathway to citizenship to, to many. Free white people of good character could naturalize after living in the country for just two years. It's like walk right in, sit right down. Um, beyond those political machinations, the Founding Fathers spilled much ink detailing their hope that America would become a safe haven. In correspondence with a Dutch minister and immigrant, George Washington wrote that he'd always hoped that this land might become a safe and agreeable asylum to the virtuous and persecuted part of mankind to whatever nation they might belong. And in a, in a 1783 letter concerning Irish arrivals, George Washington stressed that America was open to receive not only the opulent and respectable stranger, but the oppressed and persecu uh, persecuted of all nations and religions. He praised America's promise to afford a capacious asylum for the poor and the prosecuted. In a, that was a, a 1788 letter to Thomas Jefferson. So for the Republicans out there and the folks that listen to Fox News, and don't get me wrong, I listen to them too. They're more right than wrong. The whole idea that, that we don't let people come here just because they want a better life is not what the Founding Fathers envisioned. It's in the Declaration of Independence, and it's in our Constitution. People should be allowed to come here. I don't care if they come here from Venezuela or Mexico uh, or who knows where. If they're not a threat, that is, they're not physically going to assault Americans, they're not going to spread some deadly disease, they should be allowed to come here. Pick up a hammer and go to work. And there's no full mark. It's not like your gas tank where you can only put so much gas in it and then it's full and it overflows. We don't have that. That's not the way this works. Because they're all part of this powerful engine called the free market. They come to this country and they have to eat. They've got to put clothes on their back. They've got to find a roof for over their heads. So they produce in order to, to, to afford that. And that drives the economy. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.